the PFF NFL Daily today discussing the Baltimore Ravens and asking the question, should we be worried? First off, they're playing the Kansas City Chiefs here in week two. They're 0-1 after a heartbreaking loss to the Las Vegas Raiders on Monday Night Football. A crazy game, but it goes beyond the game, Sam. A team like the Ravens that was the best team in the NFL record-wise in 2019, a playoff team again last year. They have some question marks on this roster after just one week. Some question marks that they haven't had really in recent years, namely that offensive line. Yeah, that's a big thing. Like, look, they they lost their entire backfield in terms of running backs through injury. Um, I don't. I'm not even concerned about the backfield. I think those guys look good. Um, they're going to be fine. The question is the offensive line. And we thought their tackles were in a good spot. The interior was maybe a bit of a question mark. Their tackles gave up the most. And the second most amount of total pressures in week one in the NFL. I, saw, I got it. I saw the game, Sam. All right. I saw the game. You don't have to remind me that my guy Alejandro Villanueva had a rough transition to right tackle. The guy yeah. hasn't played right tackle since 2015. All right. Yeah, and it looked like it. It did. Uh, it looked <laughs> it looked ugly for uh, for poor Ali Villanueva. But tragically, it looked about as ugly for Ronnie Stanley on the other side. And Ronnie Stanley at his best when he's 100% healthy is arguably the best pass blocking left tackle in the game. The fact that he was also taken out to the woodshed is a really bad sign because he did not look 100% healthy. He's working his way back from that significant injury, but he gave up nine pressures last uh, on, on Monday night. He gave up um, five pressures, I think, in six games the, the season before and gave up 10 in the entire 2019 season. So well, I'm not missing a game, right? He played the entire year, gave up. 10 yeah, he missed one game, season. I think. So it was like okay. it was a 15 game season, maybe, but gave up 10 yeah. pressures like this was catastrophic. And the interior still wasn't great. So, so all of a sudden, the entire line is falling apart. Lamar's under pressure 46 percent of the time. He's got to run around. He's got to make everything happen scrambling. And as good as he is at that, it's not what he wants to be doing. It's not what they want him to be doing. So all of a sudden, Baltimore's offense looks in trouble. They're facing the Chiefs. They're probably going 0-2. Um, and, and really interestingly, like when you look at their schedule, do you know how it ends? No, I don't. Tell me how it, it ends. It ends with a, what's this? Two, four, six, seven game stretch that is Cleveland, uh, Pittsburgh, Cleveland again, Green Bay, Cincinnati. You'll get a win there. Uh, the well, Los Angeles. 1-0 Bengals. The Los Angeles Rams. And then the Pittsburgh Steelers again. That is their run in. If they are, you know, hovering around 500 or something like that, at the point they hit that run in, not good. So a couple things here. First off, it's a we're we're trying to dedicate the show to the Ravens and, and asking these questions. I also don't know if the Raiders defensive line is just awesome. So as bad as the tackles were. Yannick Ngakwe was flying off the football, mostly against Ronnie Stanley. Flying. He's got a good burst and all that stuff. He showed it. He's had elite moments as a pass rusher through the years. And Max Crosby was absolutely fantastic, and he owned Villanueva at right tackle. And so I just want to give credit to the Raiders as well. But if you're if you're the Ravens, the offensive line issues you said, Lamar had an up-and-down game, uh, fumbled twice, of course, the one in overtime to, to lose the game, had a couple big-time throws in there. Like You saw the full spectrum of plays from Lamar Jackson you know ball security he had another fumble just on a um on the on the zone read as well that technically goes to him so just the risk of him having the ball in his hands all the time I think um worked against Baltimore but he also had some incredible scrambles uh missed a few throws you know for every good thing there was some bad stuff 
with Lamar, but he was under heavy pressure, as you said. And then defensively, you know, with with the Marcus Peters injury, they are really stitching it together in the back end with Baltimore. Anthony Averett played 84, 85 snaps was fine. I mean, he was solid. Chuck Clark made a ton of plays early on, but then missed a few tackles. It was a lot of good and bad in that secondary that was one of the deepest, but losing Marcus Peters trickled down. I think they felt it the other night. I think you can you can definitely look at that Raiders defensive line and say maybe it's just awesome. Um, and I do think, by the way, the Raiders defense generally looked way better. Like the they installation, they were, they were flying. The installation of a different scheme, I think, will be transformative to that group. On the other hand, Max Crosby has rushed the passer around a thousand snaps before this season. And in those thousand snaps, he has been average to slightly above average. He is already 25% along the way to his average season total in terms of total pressures. He's probably not at that level. Like this is a product of facing Villanueva, who basically face planted rather than trying to block him. Um, similar with, you know, Carl Nassib. Carl Nassib has been in the league for a long time now. The chances that the, the light flicked on this offseason I would say pretty minimal. And Gakwe, same thing. Like the we saw this elite pass rusher back in 2017. That's a long right. time ago now. Again, is he suddenly back or did he face a dude who's still not really able to move on a busted ankle? All right, week one may be over, but the season's just getting started at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And to kick off week two, DraftKings is giving new customers $200 in free bets instantly when they bet $1 on any football game. Listen up, because you don't want to miss this. Head to DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet of $1 on any Week 2 game to receive $200 in free bets instantly. If the Sportsbook is not yet available in your state, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season long with their daily fantasy contests. DraftKings has given all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings app, Sportsbook app now, and use promo code PFF to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code PFF this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana 1-800-9-WITH-IT. All right, so we've hit on a couple of these things. The schedule is brutal. The AFC North in general, I think, is brutal, Sam. So, uh, look, the Raiders could end up being a really good team, but it's one of those with the bounce here and there, and the Ravens are in, you know, they're trying to win in overtime, and they drop the ball. I mean, there's they had opportunities to win. You, you need to come out sure. with those. Um, but what else as far as the Ravens? Again, I think the defense feels very boom or bust with how much they like to crowd the line of scrimmage and, and blitz and put pressure on their secondary. We saw that come back and bite them at times yesterday. Do they have the horses, you know, in the back end to be that good defensively? That's a great point. Not just to be, but to be that aggressive, they ran, I think 13 snaps of zero blitz, um, which is zero referring to the number of like free I get, safeties. I get <laughs> stressed out watching it, Sam, like just the, the excitement of their crowd in the line, you know, you're, they're coming after you. And then the Derek Carr like walk yeah. off. It was, it was like a kickoff return. I mean, but anyway, zero, that, they, they essentially, do that a lot. zero essentially refers to the, the amount of help over the top. There is none. There is no there is zero. So everybody is man to man. They are sending the house. And if it doesn't get home, you have to hold up in coverage because there is no help. There are no safeties. So the Ravens ran 13 snaps of that in one game. There is a team last season that ran less than that all year long. The Colts ran 12 snaps of zero blitz in 2020. So look, it's one thing to do that when you have 
Marlon Humphrey and Marcus Peters, and you can go extremely deep across the board and you're confident that everybody can hold up, are you that confident anymore? All of a sudden, it's a little bit like Madden where you're relying on the blitz actually getting home because if the ball goes in the air, you're probably toast. Um, that would be a big concern for Baltimore. They have built this aggressive defense and it's designed to attack people. But the other team, like the Ravens last year, didn't actually run the most zero blitz in the NFL. Do you know who did? Uh, was it New England? No, right tree though, Miami. And the Miami. reason Miami is that team is because they just loaded up on corners. They went after um, Xavier yeah. Howard. They went after Byron Jones. They went after guys in the draft. They have thrown a ton of resources at this. So they're another team confident that if they send the house, those guys can hold up. Now you have to look at this Baltimore depth chart at corner and wonder if that's true anymore. Yeah, again, I, there, there were so many plays because from a Raiders perspective, it felt like Derek Carr he was as, as aggressive as I've ever seen him. He was throwing the ball downfield left and right, and they kept just missing and just missing. And I tweeted out, if they keep doing this, he'll hit on a couple. And they finally did pretty much in the fourth quarter, then on, in overtime. So can the Ravens keep rolling the dice? I think they might have to make some adjustments defensively. But I will say on the bright side, they've done a lot as far as adding players on that defensive line over the last couple of years. Calais Campbell had the highest pass rushing grade with four pressures and a couple other nice plays there. Odafe Owe had four pressures in his rookie debut. Uh, Justin Houston is still a good player, even at this point in his career. They might have the people, Tyus Bowser, to rush the passer with four or five rather than going crazy like they have been. Oh, I think they do, but you need to make that pivot. Like that's a philosophical change. And what they're doing is to say, you know what? We actually have the guys up front that can win these one-on-one matchups. Justin Houston was schooling Alex Leatherwood early in that game, um, but they have to make that decision. And that's a concern. Like when you also, when you look at Darren Waller had, what was it? 19 targets by the end, 105, 100 and something yards. Um, the, the 10 catches, the limiting factor on Waller's production was way more like Derek Carr than it was the Ravens' yeah. coverage. Like they, they could have given up a lot more to just to Waller. Um, and that's coming down the pike again with Travis Kelsey. Like, uh, again, the Ravens just might not have it on the back end. They might need to dial back the aggression. So bottom line, more concerned after one game? With yeah, the I mean, are they in deep trouble? Are they, you know, a non-factor this season? No. Are they suddenly, you know, behind the eight ball and chasing a team like Cleveland or Pittsburgh and the best in the AFC? Quite possibly. Yeah, I'm a little concerned about Baltimore with the offensive line and the defensive depth maybe coming up to uh, catching up to them right now. It's the PFF NFL Daily. 